This episode was recorded on September 20th, 2020. Welcome to the comic panel. I'm Cody. I'm Taylor. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Today we're going to be talking about Drifting Classroom by, um, okay, so is it Kazu or Kazu, or, I, 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 I thought it was Kazuo. flopped between two, Kazuo? Okay. Kazuo. That's what I thought. Kazuo Omez. Uh, oh, yeah, Kazuo Omez. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Shawenta, you chose Drifting Classroom. Do you want to speak about it before we really get into the details? I mean, it came out and it was serialized, so it was released in, you know, parts uh, from 1972 to 1974. And, I mean, the dude who wrote and uh, drew it He's known as, like, one of the most influential horror mangaka of all time, so I think that's pretty interesting. He's the same guy who did Cat-Eyed Boy, which is a really disturbing and funny one at the same time, and he's known for some of his gag work, too, which, I mean, you can kind of tell. So, that's mostly what I wanted to say. What What is the difference between manga and mangaka? That's usually the term used for, like, a person who makes it. Person who does manga? Yeah. Okay. The person who draws them manga is the mangaka. Mm-hmm. Good good question. Um Yeah. Um I definitely know that this book did not take me where I thought it was gonna go, <laughs> and actually it it took it took quite a while for me to be like you know, to really think, because I I took it very literally. I was like, oh, they're up in the sky. That's what it (laughs) is. Oh, like it's an actually, like, (laughs) drifting classroom. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the way that the synopsis is written, because I never read it before. I always saw people like, oh, I got the collector's edition, like, getting excited about it, but I never actually, like, bothered reading it. I So based on the synopsis, I thought that it was, like, um, you know, this classroom has been transported to some monster world because they said they start getting attacked by monsters or whatever and so i was assuming like i mean i haven't watched it but i assumed it was like high school of the dead style like there's monsters roaming the hallways or something zombie-esque yeah so i was Um, surprised yeah (laughs) i definitely like also i i don't know oh go ahead taylor sorry I, I didn't read the synopsis at all, so as I was reading it, I, I got the sense of like, oh, I thought the people who were going to disappear were everybody else. But, I mean, because I didn't keep in mind the name as I was reading it. So mm. when, when it showed the classroom disappear, I was like, are they in the middle of the ocean? 
I got them. That makes sense, yeah. Um, you know, this also really reminded me of the book The Girl Who Owned a City. Um, I I read the comic book adaptation of it, um, even though it was originally like a short novel. Um, but basically it's like, I don't think it was taken, like, you know, it almost seems like it could have been like inspired by this. But um, I, I read up on it once and like the the author of the original book basically just like came up with it and he used the money to like, I don't know, like I think he buy a house or something. Um, but he was he was like a school teacher, basically. Um, but yeah, <sighs> basically the girl who owned a city, like all of the adults die. Um, and so it's like the city of children just like come together and like you know have infighting and stuff and it gets pretty violent though like i remember like because like there's like the good faction and the bad faction that kind of happens in this book too of kids and then like they drop like hot oil on them though it's like oh Oh my it's uh (laughs) yeah i guess yeah it's all it's i don't want to say based but it kind of reminded me not this book so much but like you're kind of saying that reminded me of um, like Lord of the Flies. And that's the, yep. mm-hmm. I, I, I know I that's like, gonna say, like. I know that's the common if reference. If I read point. this when I was younger, yeah. If I read it this when I was younger, I probably would have loved it like a ton because I loved Lord of the Flies. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> In its own messed up way. Okay, but also, so how some far of... did you guys read? Actually, all of it. All. Would... <laughs> All 750 pages. All right, we yeah. all read it. That's nice. Okay, phew. So we can actually, maybe we won't talk about it all, but we know. It's a little long. Yeah, we're definitely not going to go beat by beat all 800 pages, but. All right, page yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> we start with the panel. <laughs> there are cloudy skies. Okay. No, but no, also, we can't be doing I, this. <laughs> I did not. Ex- I don't know what I expected. I don't read a lot of horror. I guess probably, but like, I just didn't expect the beginning to be so sad. I was like, no, I know where you're going. Stop it. <laughs> this is not nice. <laughs> Where they didn't go where I thought they were gonna go in the beginning. I thought because I was anticipating the moment when the mother died. I was like, ooh. Hmm. I don't want to see that. Like Yeah, I, I mean I, I guess I kinda of thought I kinda of thought that the mom might die too a little bit, but mostly I was just all like I know that she got him the future car. <laughs> so sad. It makes me think of like a bit of a Twilight episode or something. Almost like with that beginning part where, you know. But I thought that he would find out. Hmm. He just never yeah. does. I think he'll eventually find it, just not in this volume. I'm like they wouldn't they wouldn't just leave that there for nothing. But so, I mean, yeah, the intro pretty much begins with, um, what's his face? Is it Kazuo? Show? Show. Oh, show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mistaking it for, like, oh, okay. 
Um, yeah, so the main character, you know, a young boy, I don't know, he's in sixth grade, so he's like 11 years old, right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, so he buys the watch for his mom when he's been saving up all that money to buy the little future car. But he ends up going, oh, you know, I should be responsible. He buys the watch for his mom, and of course he drops it, and it gets broken in by cars in the road. I thought that kid was going to get hit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what There's I thought a couple too. times in this story where I'm like, he, th- they're going to die. And then it's all like, nope, they didn't die. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You made it look like they were going to die. <laughs> Not so great for some characters, though. But the uh, characters yeah. seem to be walking away from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, what is it? He's He's annoyed at it. And so he runs off and ends up playing at the school grounds with a little kid on a tricycle. And then when he goes home, his mom, like, scolds him for being so late and dirty. And he kind of thinks about how, you know, annoyed he is. He doesn't want to be a grown-up. And how his mom wants him to be a productive member of society. You got, you know, you got to learn to be more dependable. Uh... And of course, I love the fact that he just like sees a little package in his backpack when he goes upstairs after like fighting with his mom. He's just like, oh, probably a reference textbook. Like, what kind of reference textbooks do you have that are that size? <laughs> the encyclopedia? I imagined. Well, yeah, but it's or, the, it's yeah, the same dimensions roughly as like a toy car. Yeah. So like, what kind of... Because that's what that's what we later learn it is is like it was a packaged up toy car. So it's like, yeah, it's I don't a know. toy car he wanted to buy. He's he's in sixth grade, so I'll excuse him being kind of dumb, but at the same time, like, <laughs> kind of dumb. I mean, we'll get Does we'll he... get to some some eleven year olds that I don't excuse for being a little dumb. <laughs> but also like. Does his mom just, like, ra- gift wrap his reference textbooks in his backpack? <laughs> That's a good point as well. Well, well, not... Okay, anyway. I assume she doesn't gift wrap them. She just puts them in there. But, like, it's very clearly a gift wrapped thing, or else he would know exactly what it was immediately. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's book-shaped. Um... Like, he wakes up the next morning, he's late for school, and he fights with his mom again, because he's like, why didn't you wake me up if you heard my alarm going off? And she's like, uh, you know, you need to grow up. <laughs> the fact where she, like, turns around with a knife and is, like, talking to him, and he's like, oh, are you gonna kill me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for waking up late, they have a lot of time in the morning to argue. Mm-hmm. That kind of threw me. He has enough time to, like, throw everything off the kitchen table, which, Jesus Christ, like, I would not get away with. (laughs) No, I don't care if you're late for school. You're in more trouble now. I was was honestly surprised that the mother yelled back at him. I was like, whoa, whoa. I thought you would, like, go for, like, hey, chill out, all right? No, she was like, fine, go then. I mean, he learns how to yell and fight from somebody. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it definitely wasn't his dad who we don't see until, I think, like, chapter two or three. Yeah, later. Mm -hmm. No, it was much later. Uh, No, he comes to grab her or whatever. He's very briefly there, isn't he? Yeah. Also, Um, like, 
I was just gonna say, like, I realized that this, like you said, this was written in the 1970s, and like, um, I think it's like John uh, Piège or something. He's a French guy, like, just d- developed like child psychology. But man, people do not know how to treat children like children <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, him and his mom, like, then they fight over the fact that she threw out his marbles. And he's like, you don't understand. I won against the fourth graders with those marbles. <laughs> like, you know, the utmost importance. Honestly, I, I thought that that was just a difference in culture. Like, I, I thought, oh, well, if maybe that's how Japanese culture they expect I was going to say that well, it is very Japanese for her to be specifically like, you need to learn to be a productive member of society. But Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely recognized the, the cultural difference, but like the fact still remains children are children, no matter mm-hmm. what the culture they grow up in. But yeah, I, I basically like, I know why it is the way it is, the, both the time period and the location, but just like it's like ooh that's yeah where he like calls his mom an idiot and she's immediately like yeah. you're the idiot yeah. <laughs> I'm like what yeah I mean I don't know like I don't want to I don't want to be too hard on the mom because like when she when he comes back he's like what else do you throw away it's like she threw away like junk she threw away gunpowder. Uh, yeah, just some weird wire, a snake skin that you had, a broken piece off of a plane, like, all oh, garbage. <laughs> I do love him calling her a witch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that Which censoring, is or quick. is that his language? I mean, no. I f- this was also written in the 1970s, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, also, I think that... Um, Later on in the story, like, you know, we, we won't get into it, but the princess girl, um, one of her friends calls the other girl that's, like, on um, So's side, uh, well, the B word. So. Yeah. It's, okay. it's not like they sense. of that word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Also, yeah, but um, as far as the mom, yeah, I, I sympathized with... Um, with him first but then later on when she like kind of is like introspective about their fight before she knows that he's missing i'm like oh she's she's trying to take care of him (laughs) it it, kind of reminded me of like if you had like calvin from calvin and Hobbes, but like as a real kid Mm. i mean yeah it's like it makes sense why she was like cleaning out his stuff and like trying to help, you know, pick up his room. He's a young kid; he probably doesn't care about half that stuff. Um, but of course, her reaction to him fighting with her is not great. Where she's like, "You know, I wish you weren't my mother." And she's like, "I wish you weren't my child." He's like, "Well, I'm never coming home again." She's like, "Don't you come home again?" <laughs> like, that's not a good yeah. reaction. Yeah, that reminds me of everybody hates Chris mm-hmm. episode. Same exact thing, except he wouldn't clean up after his sibling. Like, I go then. Like, all right, I will. <laughs> I love the part in that episode where he's just like throwing dishes outside. It's like, oh, you want me to clean up? I'll clean up. <laughs> Oof. Gosh. 
So he like fights with his mom to the point where he's like, I'm so, I was so mad I tossed the package from my backpack without even opening it. Just like, (laughs) so vindictive he's like willing to, you know, get rid of his own stuff at this point. Yeah. And so him and his friend try to rush to school. They both realize they forgot their lunch money, even though they're already late. And so his friend is like, oh, man, you know, I don't care. I need to go back and, you know, get my lunch money. You tell the teacher why I'm late. And so he runs off. And he's able to get his lunch money, but he's still, of course, late. You know, the alarm goes off. Not the alarm. The bell goes off. And then he hears this huge noise. And, like, all around him... Are the windows are crashing and like people are falling over because it's just like such a mind numbing noise, I guess. That's what's said later. Yeah, and then he ends up like running onto the school sign and he's like, What is it doing here? It's so far away. And once he gets to where the school should be, it's not there. It's just this huge like hole. Yeah. That was yeah. that was surprising. I should say... The disappearance? Yeah, just or the hole, I guess, and like everything. Oh, okay. I was like, oh. I just I mm-hmm. guess I just didn't expect it all the way. What were you gonna say though, Sean? Yeah, it's I mean it's not I would well, it's not that deep of a hole, but it's still like such an interesting idea that it just looks like it was kind of dug out a little bit. And it's just gone. Instead of just like the building disappearing or whatever, like get a little bit of the land. Mm-hmm. But um I should say well, I'll say this later actually. But, you know, his mom is reflecting back on it, you know, I owe my son an apology. Well, Show's mom is reflecting back on this. And, you know, the vase is broken. She's like, I wonder what caused all this. And then she realizes that, um, you know, Sho forgot his money for school, so she tries to call the school, and she's not able to get through. So she ends up, like, walking there, and as she's walking, you know, she sees everybody, like, freaking out, because, like, seems there's been a gas explosion at the school, some people say. And she's like, what? You know, what happened? And they're like, that's all we know. So, you know, she and everybody's end up running towards the school. And she ends up meeting, you know, Shinichi, the little friend of her son, who was going to school with him, and he's still hugging the sign. And, you know, of course. And now, now it goes back to, like, Sho's point of view. Once he got to the school, they had the, you know, opening ceremony, or whatever, the, the opening assembly, that's it. Um, <laughs> I do like that, like, Everybody, like nearly everybody in Show's class, forgot their lunch money as always because they're kids, and so you know feel a little bit less embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And as everybody's laughing that you know they all forgot their lunch money, the classroom kind of feels like it's moving, and they realize the chalk is like falling over because it's shifting so much. And then of course they hear the loud noise, and like a lot of the windows break. Um, what's her face? Oh, Saki, the little girl that sits next to Sho. Mm-hmm. It's like, so everybody, they kind of react like it's an earthquake. 
So they're hiding under their desks and whatever, and they get back out and they're yelling at each other, you know, oh, you were cowering. Oh, you know, it was just a little shaking. And, you know, the the their teacher, what's his name? Mr. Waka. I don't remember at the moment. Is it you could hear? They try to go. I thought it started with a W. Wakahara? Oh. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Um, you know, they're talking about little social studies and, like, what they want to be when they grow up. And they're kind of making fun of each other again. Like, oh, I want to be a doctor. Oh, but you couldn't even dissect a frog mm. in class. And then they end up seeing uh, one of the other teachers, Mr. Sakura, collapsing out in the school grounds. And all the teachers go out to investigate. And, I mean, the teachers go out to investigate, and they see the teachers at the front gate kind of just standing there and shows, like, you know, something's weird about this, you know. I know they said to stay here, but I'm going to go check it out. They're just kind of standing there. They aren't coming back to see us. And <laughs> I do like Saki coming along with him. I'm coming on behalf of the girls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. Wakahara. And, you know, all the teachers are standing there at the gate just frozen. They're staring out at what's beyond the schoolyard, and it just looks like, I mean, it looks like the moon. It just craters everywhere in dust. Unlivable. Honestly, I, I interpreted that, I kept seeing that as water. It, it uh, does very have turbulent kind of water. movement. Yeah, it has that movement that looks almost like tar, kind of, is what mm. I was thinking of. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah, see, I thought I thought it was clouds. I thought that they were drifting. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bunch of clouds and they think it's sand. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, of course, everybody screams and yells and freaks out because, as, as Saki says, it's all just sand and rocks. You know, what the heck's going on? Uh, I, so that's, like, kind of the problem I had with the first part. But, I mean, that's, like, how most horror has to go where, like, it, with like these really kind of ridiculous circumstances that they're suddenly in the middle of somewhere else like they gotta spend a lot of time like mouth agape and screaming because it's so not understandable mm-hmm. it's very much the it's very much like the 70s manga style like mouth too it's just like drawn over <laughs> and over again very the same which is a little bit, like, stiff, but it works, I guess. No, I, I always thought yeah, it was, was the I eyes. Was gonna, oh. I thought the eyes were... The eyes with the eyes similar. combo with the mouth, yeah, done mm-hmm. over and over again. There's, there's one student in particular in the, like, full classroom shot, or, excuse me, the full classroom shot, um, where, like... I saw, like, a couple of the students, and basically, like, I was like, man, like, this just reminds me kind of of, like, you know, offensive, like, drawing of Japanese people. Oh, especially, like, that... In America comics. Yeah, especially, like, the really smart one we meet later, like, that fifth grade, um, Mm. prodigy. It was definitely, like, um... Yeah. I'm not aware of it. It was odd. Yeah, Wait, do you mean the nerd Not... stereotype he fit? I don't really remember how he looked. Um, I mean, yeah, that that kid, like you know, he kind of looked like, uh, you know, basically all of my basis is on, um, you know, 
like villains in American comic books, but he looked like uh, what's the Shazam villain, uh, Doctor something, Doctor Savannah. Yeah, Savannah. He looked kind of like that in the in the early comics, and then um, there was another kid too that just looked like you know, very like stereotyped. You know. I mean, they gave also, like, the princess. She's, like, a major evil girl. They gave her a hooked nose, of mm. course. Ah, uh, like yeah. <laughs> they gave her a what? But, yeah. A hooked nose. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, a stereotype of, like, a villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he shows like freaking out but like everybody's still standing at the gate so he runs back to the classroom and tries to like you know inform all his classmates <laughs> and they um you know they don't believe him at f- first of course so he tries to take them to different places to look at like the windows and they try to go up to the roof to see if it's true or not uh and okay. yeah i mean this is where I got like mad. The girl that climbs the fence. <sighs> She's very like, good at climbing fences, man. She is, and also she's eleven or <laughs> maybe ten, but still, like, I understand she's panicked, but like, I... do these kids not know <laughs> that falling off a building will kill them? <laughs> No, she's not worried about that at the time. Climbing, but yeah, it's a little bit silly where she's immediately like climbing and then like falls immediately. Now, I, I, I interpreted that as like horror movies where all of a sudden they find a head in their mailbox or something. Well, I mean, yeah, it is definitely the first, like, kind of major death that's, mm-hmm. like, supposed to shock you, but, yeah. like, just from a character perspective, it's like, yeah. that was supposed to be, like, a real person in the story, and they just, like, did this thing that, to me, makes, like, no sense even, like, you know, as in a 10 or 11-year-old. I'm like, I think the really? later I don't mean- deaths that happen on the roof, like, make more sense than this one. You think yeah, so? I, I, I think it makes less sense for them to think, I'm going to turn into a bird and jump off of the roof. Like, I don't see how you could come to that conclusion. We'll, we'll get to that part and we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you know, so the kids trample each other as they're trying to get off the roof and the one girl already fell off the roof because mm-hmm. she's climbing oh, man, the fence. Like, I don't want to see my mom. And they, you know, rush to the gate to try to leave. And Mr. Wakahara stops them. Like, all the other teachers are just kind of standing there. And Mr. Wakahara is just, like, the only one who's like, maybe you shouldn't go outside. Uh, yeah. I, I do love it. The one kid's like, no, I'm going home. And he's just, like, slap. Ooh. How about yeah. child abuse? I mean, we're just getting yeah. started, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Ugh. I so mean, also, Sho thinks about the fact that he fought with his mom before he left, and he's, you know, crying about that. 
also quick question real quick so um in this book there's like basically so there's you know individual chapters with names you know but then there's like also just like little artwork pieces that don't seem to be actually part of the story as if they're like cover art but they're not attached to the chapters is that like were they split up into like half chapters or something or um do you know so first of all this is the perfect edition so i'm pretty sure it's gathering together what would normally be several volumes Mm. even if it's just like okay but also, I mean, this was serialized, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was promotional artwork, like you were thinking. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I was just a little confused. I was like, is this a stopping point or a starting point or just a fun little insert? I don't know. But oh, There's not a lot of fun in this book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can definitely tell that this was, like, this would probably would have been a lot easier on my psyche to, like, read in chunks rather than, like, you know, all at once, 700 pages. Uh, Considering this was serialized. Although, for me, I I wouldn't have been able to get as into it as I didn't jump. Mm. I mean, I read it in, like, two big chunks, like... It, two nights, one after the other, but, you know, I feel like it still would have been okay, like, in the serialized version. I think once, like, once you get past the initial part where, like, they're building up everything happening, I think then you can very clearly see how things are separated into the different sections of, like, defeating this problem, and then suddenly there's this new problem, like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Very little downtime. Somebody's always screaming and freaking out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Speaking of which, you know, <sighs> the, their class, show's class is at the gate, you know, and the teachers have finally stopped them from trying to climb over the school gates to get out. And the rest of the school has figured out what's going on and is now screaming and running into the courtyard. <laughs> um, yeah. A teacher just trampled. <laughs> oh yeah, is that yeah yep. that that hasn't happened yet, has it? Oh yeah, yeah. Later on, she gets. But like before that, they're like slapping as many kids as they can to stop them from <laughs> running. Like slapping, oh, yeah. shoving, whacking. Yeah, the one teacher. Yeah, she gets. I'm pretty sure she's still alive, but you know she gets hit in the jaw and. That that looked pretty bad. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought she crack. did die. I don't know. I was surprised. I was surprised. Teachers, I feel like. Although she would have died anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, like that kick. I just um. I was surprised how bloody they made it. You know, like obviously maybe it was just like more shock factor. Like whoa, but like. Yeah, I was like, really? A kid, like, even a 10-year-old kid's kick to the jaw? Like, not wearing spikes on that shoe. <laughs> Just seemed like a, a big explosion of blood. I see. But I don't know. I mean, it is your neck area. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, I guess I was just surprised so then... that it pierced. Oh, yeah, this. 
<laughs> Man, this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So one of the teachers grabs one of the kids and using, like, the part of his glasses, he breaks it so he can cut the kid's uh, arm and use it as a warning to the other kids to not freak out. Mm -hmm. Anybody else want to scream now? He says, stabbing the one child in the arm. Yep. Who happens to be his son? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that makes it. Yep. Is that is that worse or less worse? That's worse. I'm gonna say that's okay. worse. I feel like in his mind at the time he was like, I know this child. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like from another person's perspective, that kind of really sucks for the kid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't trust your, your father, father again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although he won't have to. <sighs> I mean, I okay, so he did that to like stop the kids from screaming. He's like holding his son and like stabbed him in the arm. And the fact that he continues to hold his son like a hostage situation mm. is like that was what I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, as he says, I expect all the older students to model appropriate behavior. Look at the younger students. They're terrified. <laughs> like, I yeah, why. I will. <laughs> oh, man, uh, he fell with the kid yeah. in his arm. Yeah, he... I don't know what happened to him. I don't know why he fell on top of his son. Yeah, I will. I think we'll talk about that more towards the end. But I have some theories about some things, you know. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Like they do. They talk about it later. Is going on. They do mention it a little bit later when they talk about um, like, like why did like the teachers like why aren't they around anymore? It's like well, adults are like set in their ways. They can't, like, perceive things that aren't in their reality. But us kids, we just imagine all the time. So we're better set up for, like, weird fantasy scenarios. Which, I don't know. Like, maybe it's because it's kind of cliched now. Maybe it was more original, you know, 50 years ago. But, like, it just kind of reads like a cliche now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that there's more to it than just that with, like, people, like, falling down and having seizures and stuff. Um, and I mean, the seizures because of stress, right? I, but I guess, I guess, I mean, based on what we know about the environment, it's very dusty. It doesn't seem to be inhabited by, like, other humanoids. So I don't know how great it is doing to their body. I guess, yeah, there could be, like, a radiation or maybe a microbe or something, I guess. There are bugs. There are way too big to be, like, real bugs. Don't like those. That was probably, I don't know if we'll get to it, but I will say, like, that's probably the scariest part of the book to me. It's just that big old bug. So, you know, they, they try to gather all the kids to the um, gym and they have Sho try to go use the phone to call home. And of course, you know, of course his mom doesn't 
pick up? The, sure. the phone doesn't even work. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> later on, we, we learn that he's able to psychically call out to her, and she picks up the phone, but that also that... might have been a hallucination. I feel like if it is a hallucination, break. it is convenient. Project. <laughs> I mean, their school did get transported. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know how reality, like, <laughs> what kind. Um, I guess I'm just used to if you were able to do that. That's there's a reason you're. Able to... See. Maybe it's just I a connection the between a mother story, and son. Actually, so. <laughs> Is it the love between a mother and son? Is that the answer? Yeah, Not so saying. he tries the phone, it doesn't work, but like then the TV doesn't even work. And I think the you know, obviously there's no electricity. So in the first place it can't even begin to try to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The one guy tries the transistor radio because they're all convinced that this is some sort of war thing that's gone on. Like, oh, maybe everything around us got hit and we're fine, but there's gotta be people beyond there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it just doesn't work. The one lady has a seizure, and they like, oh, yeah, God. They're freaking out and, like, discussing what's going on out there. It's too dangerous to try to leave the school. I do love where Mr. Wakahara, like, shakes show, and he's like, your parents don't exist anymore. You've got to come to terms with that. Anyway, go lie to the other kids. <laughs> yeah, just don't lie. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah. Right before that happens, though, the principal stumbles in all bloody, and like I thought this was when the monsters were going to show up, but like the principal's like, a robber came in and attacked me before school started and stole all the paychecks. I'm so sorry. And everybody's like, I don't, don't care. Yeah. It's like that doesn't. Also, it's not our biggest uh, concern right now, is not getting paid. Also, I realized that like, like we just said, it doesn't really matter. But did paychecks used to work differently? I don't think I can just take somebody else's paycheck and I mean, it was try a check, to deposit. Right? I guess. I don't know. I feel like it has to be like in your name. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. See, the way this was set up, it made it, it seem like, at least like in his first panels, like I thought it was like a setup. Like he was, like the principal was going to like take away all the money like it was a weird ponzi scheme but then like Mm. like, later that's kind of revealed to not be the case yeah yeah i don't know also like i was expecting somehow one of the adults to be like in some way responsible for the the time jump um and then like a random criminal just has time powers or no 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 (laughs) like one like i don't know this will show the the science (laughs) yeah this will show them (laughs) no 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 i was thinking like you know like it was an experiment gone wrong kind of thing but 
I don't know. But then why are they doing like these experiments in the elementary school? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that, that proved to be What if it just turns out to be the well. smartest kid? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is suspiciously right a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, I mean, you know, of course, they just it doesn't really go anywhere, the principal part where, like, the paychecks are gone. It's just, like, ironic situation that sucks. I thought the guy who took yeah. the paychecks teleported elementary school. I thought that it was connected somehow. For some elementary school teacher paychecks. I <laughs> know <laughs> uh, I was like, that's a weird thing to just include there. No reason at all. Yeah, so show like, you know, he's told to lie to the other kids. And so he runs back and he's like, I'm not going to lie. I've never lied. I can't lie. And then he gets there and they're like, did it work? And he's like, yeah, it totally worked. And like he does his best to like try to make it sound believable. Uh, he claims that the phone cut out before he could actually like talk to anybody or mm-hmm. say too much other than know that his mom is alive and well. And like one of the other kids is like, You're lying. You know, there's the phone never worked, there's nothing outside of the school. And they start, like, fist fighting, and Saki gets in the middle, and she's like, he's never, you know, show has never lied, not once. Like, we gotta believe him. I believe him. And, you know, the one teacher's like, stop fist fighting, please, and, like, sort of gets in the way finally at the end. Thank you for listening. You can catch us on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at the comic panel. It's comic time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore comic underscore panel. Or like our Facebook page at it's comic time. Have a great rest of your day.